Welcome back, mother lovers, to a brand new episode of Last Call at McLaren's, the best damn How I Met Your Mother podcast on the internet. I am one of your hosts, Josh, here with my best bud, John. How you doing, man? I am doing great. Always excited <laughs> to talk about some How I Met Your Mother. That was, yeah, man. We're, uh, we're about to talk about a good episode here, I think. Uh, I'm pretty excited to get into it. We're going to be talking Season 3, Episode 14, The Bracket. That's right. You folks. know what's crazy about this episode is that there are what? so many one-liners <laughs> from this episode that I still quote to this day. Yeah, there's there's a lot going on in this one too. So yeah, I'm pretty excited. To yeah, but I also like it because it's a very simple story. <laughs> it's it's not a multitude storyline. It's two storylines, but majorly one. One storyline's over really quick. Yeah, that's you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is true. <laughs> All right. So this uh, episode. Okay. So before we even get into like the, the details of all of it, um, I found out because I listened to the the commentary for this one. Apparently, the bracket was not the original title of this episode. Yeah, the original really? title. Yeah, the original title was the final four, but they couldn't get that title cleared because uh, it is owned by the NCAA. So, so they had so they went with the. Bracket. I feel like that's a generic thing, though, that people say all the time, though. Yeah, it's because of the the NCAA Final Four, like it's trademarked by them. Yeah, that's stupid. Uh, so does that mean anytime work? somebody walks around and says the Final Four, that means like they're making money? Cha-ching, cha-ching. I mean, not if you're just walking down the street and somebody says it, no. But if somebody if they use it on uh like in a show or something they probably gotta pay for it yeah i'm gonna make a t-shirt that says the final four <laughs> well i mean it's very possible that you get sued <laughs> you never let know, them fucking sue me for the nothing i have in my life <laughs> they're like we are taking everything including your used underpants I, I guess from here on out, people, I am Commando. There it is. <laughs> All right. So this episode originally aired on March 31st of 2008. So, you know, we get a little bit of uh, uh, still in March, technically, because it's right at the end for the March Madness type stuff that's going on here. Uh, directed by Pamela Fryman, of course. Pete written. Fry. Yeah, that's right. Written by Joe Kelly. Uh, this is his first episode writing uh, for the show, and this guy goes on to uh, write The Naked Man and The Window. A couple of really good episodes there. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, he also served as a longtime writer on Saturday Night Live and helped create shows like Detroiters and Ted Lasso. So I well, thought that was pretty interesting. Never watched either of those. I haven't either, but I've heard a lot of good things, at least about Ted Lasso. So. A lot of good things. All right. The summary for this one is someone is sabotaging Barney's attempts to pick up girls and the gang must examine his previous conquests to fight or to find the culprit. Yeah. I think that's pretty to much sums it culprit. up. <clears throat> yeah. They're going <clears throat> to beat the shit out of somebody. <laughs> Fisticuffs. Yeah. Uh, all right. So the episode starts with future Ted telling his kids about, uh, you know, how when they were younger, he and Marshall uh, were really into college basketball, uh, and now they are super into March Madness. Now, this is season three. They've never really talked about college basketball at all. At no, any point not once. This. <laughs> and, and they never do after this either. Yeah, apparently they're super into it, at least up to this point. Maybe, maybe this one broke them. You know, like they, they took all this time to like prep for this bracket and just right out the freaking window. <laughs> uh, so we see Ted Marshall filling out the bracket, like I said, on this huge blackboard, um, which we eventually learn is uh, from stolen from Lily's classroom, which I think I love that scene, by the way with when they're stealing the, the blackboard. It's one of the best scenes, I think, in this whole thing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and Ted is so confident that 
they've got it locked this year. Um, Barney winds up walking in and he's like, uh, your team just lost 20 minutes ago. <laughs> and Ted's like, I didn't even know they were playing. Dude, but I feel, I didn't even know they were playing today. <laughs> and it's like, like he spent all this time. It makes you feel so bad for them in the, hundred percent. It just makes you feel so bad because there was so much prep time put into it. They got the board, they got the bracket, and they still couldn't get it in control. Yeah, not even a little bit. Uh, So Barney sits down. He tells the gang that he's having an an issue. He's got a problem. And someone is sabotaging his chances with women. And so we go through these multiple scenes uh, of him trying to pick up women in various places. We get one in a hardware store one in a pet store and one at a museum. And every time that he steps away, when he returns, the the, the women slap him and leave. And I loved these scenes. I thought they were great. Um, Which one's little your side favorite? Note. Oh, man, my favorite. I think the museum, just for the facial work <laughs> that Neil does. Uh, like, I love that he runs into the guy as he's trying to walk yes. away. Yeah, twice he does that. I love it. It's so good. Like and I, I what he does, I th- what he does with his eyes. No. Oh yeah. <clears throat> I think I like the pet store one the best. Yeah, I mean it is a good one. I uh, speak. I think it's the commitment to going and finding the little sweater. Everything. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Uh, and speaking of the pet store, um, af- so okay. He makes the pet store comment. He talks about that one specifically. Um, and Because te- Ted is the one who knows exactly why he would go to the pet store. And Barney makes a comment. He says, uh, God bless yeah. you, Ted. You're reading my blog. And I went back through <laughs> every single. I went back through every single blog entry. It's nowhere in there. I was really b- bummed out by that. We've covered all his blogs up till this point. It's not in any I, of I mean, other than a few that haven't been attached to episodes, but I, I went through all of them, like, to, to double check. And nope, n- nothing in there. So I was a little bummed. I was really hoping there would be something that they were referencing back to. Because, I mean, they, they had been doing the blog the entire time. So, like, it would make sense. It would have fit yeah. in. And it, and it could have drove some... Uh, traffic over to that, you know, they could have kind of pro- promoted it a bit and been like, yeah, come and read the blog. It would have been really funny. Um, also, during the museum scene, he we get the uh, the 83 again. He says at this point, uh, about 83 percent um, when he's talking to this girl. But we don't know if he's saying he that he has 83 percent vision or that he's lost 83% vision. Uh, and I want to get your thoughts, I would John. assume it's what, lost what 83%. That's what I was thinking, mainly because like he's running into that guy and like he doesn't seem to know, like be able to see what he's doing, really. Well, here's my question, though. So he's supposed to be like losing his, his eyesight at this point. Why is he not using a uh, cane stick? Yeah, something, you know. He should, he should be something. using something. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I agree with huh. that. But <laughs> but it's funny, I just you know. I will say though, his commitment to these four plays specifically are amazing. Yeah, three. Yeah, I love it. Three, three plays. Yeah, yeah, man. Those because I, they, I love they the hardware so store one too. I love yeah. how he goes to the hardware store. He's like, "Let's get you a ladder that's not going to uh, slip around or whatever." Yeah, so on the commentary they were talking about, they were like, you know, we had some options for ladders, and we were like, we thought about giving him like a small ladder, but we were like, that wouldn't be nearly as funny. So we gave him the big ladder. I mean, it made for great commentary, like, like as a watcher, because you know, yeah. when you're doing work around the house, you don't typically use ladders like that big. You use a step ladder or a chair or something. Yeah. But yeah. god damn, the commitment to the bit was great. Yeah. Uh, and then after telling his story, uh, Lily says, maybe he's not that good at lying. And Barney responds, saying, "When I'm, uh, then, if that's the case, then why am I not in prison for perjury? But I don't want to talk about work. 
And it made me think, is this the first real yes. piece of information about his job that we've gotten? Oh, yeah. No, that's like the first real inside yeah. to what Barney does. And I thought about that when he said that. And I'm like, I don't know why I never really thought about that before in any of my rewatches of this show ever. Yeah. But, yeah, he kind of got there in a fine line of, like, this is what I do. I do something that could clearly put me away for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah, they give it, they give it to us here. And then, then throughout the rest of the show, we just get the please. Pretty uh, much. And, uh, then the night, uh, later that night at the bar, Barney uh, sits down at the booth, uh, with Lily and she tells him that a girl came up to her and told her that, uh, you know, he's just lying to get into her pants. Uh, and that sleeping with him was the biggest mistake of her life. We also had this little uh, Alan Alda bit within that, which I loved. Uh-huh. I was going to say a whole bit of Alan Alda. Yeah, I love that that little bit because it, it, it does a great job of kind of working the, the flashback in because it starts off with the, with the Alan Alda and then it goes back. Yeah, what was that guy's name from Mash? You know, Hawkeye, Hawkeye. <laughs> so I thought I I thought they did a really cool job with that. Um, I really I really enjoyed that. Well, one. it's funny because I'm pretty sure like he's the only one I can ever really remember the actor's name of anyway. I can never remember yeah. BJ's real name or any of them, <laughs> but you know Alan yeah. Alda. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I think he's probably the only one that I could could name as well. Uh, so. When they go and when they look around for her, she's gone. Barney has, you know, he has no idea who this could be. Um, and we get a like a, a flurry of images of girls that he has slept with pre- previously. And I tried doing uh, like like hitting pause like multiple times to see <laughs> as many as I could see because I wanted to see if they slipped the actual mystery. I don't know if you want to say who it is that you know, but who it winds up being. Because it's I mean, not revealed. It's not like we're not going to get to it sooner or later, anyway. It's true, but they don't like. I was, I was wondering if they put her in the this little montage of images. They don't, but they do put Madeline Albright in there, which Bar's was left. hilarious. Uh, there, there's a lot of people though. They leave out <coughs> that little no, slideshow of yeah. women. Wendy the waitress isn't in there. That's true. I think. Um, some of them weren't necessarily necessary to be in there. Uh, but I, I love that Madeline Albright was in there because they, he mentions her in the yips that he slept with her. It was that, you know, former secretary of state, Madeline Albright. There's actually a, uh, a picture of her in it, which I thought was great. Uh, but she wasn't secretary of state yet. No. So, <laughs> but it, it, it's still, I'd love, I'd love just because I got never caught it before until I like, paused it and like kind of caught it right there. So I thought that was really cool. Uh, and so then after the opening, the whole gang is at the booth. Barney's trying to figure out who this girl is. Uh, and Ted tells him to start by checking his list. And Barney's like all disgust. He's like, I would never do something <laughs> as, as tawdry as put names on a list. I have a scrapbook. Which I mean, in uh, all fairness though, yeah. I mean, Good for him for at least having something. But the problem is, John, earlier in this... He does have this, a list later on. No, earlier in this very season, in episode four, he mentions having shown Ted his list. He specifically oh, yeah. says it. And then at the end of season four, he we see the list, because that's when he's reaching his 200, his 200, 200 yeah. sexual uh, partner there. Yeah. So, like... We know he's got a list. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, you can't can't fit two hundred pictures in a scrapbook, Josh. <laughs> I mean, I think you can. You just gotta keep <laughs> adding pages. <laughs> just gotta keep adding those pages, man. That's all. Because he has. Uh, I'm not even. Gonna I don't argue know. That. I don't know how many. I don't know if he has uh, multiple per page, or if it's just one per page. I really don't know. Um, so here's my real question. <laughs> So he has the really nice decoupage scrapbook of all the women he slept with. Yeah, he has a very nice leather bound playbook. <clears throat> yep, and a leather bound bro code. 
Mm-hmm. So, how much does he spend to have these books made? <clears throat> I mean, dude spent ten grand on a diamond suit. So, I mean, I'm sure he spends a lot on these. I mean, <clears throat> I guess when you're making the money that Barney Stinson is doing, please, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he 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 must make so much money. It's insane the amount he probably makes. Like he well, probably makes more I mean, than the rest of the gang huge combined. TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he's mm-hmm. got he's got the huge TV, and I'm just I'm naming like all he's got the two things normal. He's got two. He's got one in the living room, one in the bedroom. Oh yeah, he's got the... one in the bedroom and the bedroom. Yeah. He's got the Superman floating head thing. Mm-hmm. He's got the stormtrooper, uh, the yep. stormtrooper suit of armor, um, all the little toys and suits and everything that he just always seems to have, mm-hmm. like. Barney Stinson must make a really chunk of money that he can constantly do the shit he's doing. Yeah, I mean, just the amount of money that it would require to do the plays that he does with all the costuming and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah see, I didn't even think about the costumes. <clears throat> Holy shit, yeah. 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 Some of them are like, think of like the Archduke of... Uh... <laughs> the Archduke. I mean, oh that one's... God. I love that one. It's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> He just I has mean, a Ted knows suit. Me. <laughs> <laughs> yep, <laughs> and he has a pro- <laughs> he has a professionally lit wall of porn. Don't forget about that. I mean, that one you could do with like some decent lighting fixtures, Walmart, if you knew what you were doing. Yeah, but he says it's professionally done, so he that hired some true. people to come in and do that. So he's like, yeah, I need this section of my wall turned into a porn, uh, a, a visual porn center. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, uh, I hadn't thought okay. about this. Yeah. We're gonna, this could be a whole episode of like last call on its own. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I also love that the comment that Marshall makes after they're you know they're talking about the list, and Marshall's like, he's like, yeah, I have a list. My marriage license, and then him and Lily do the high five over the head. Love yeah, it's one. It's so funny. Like they they did that perfectly. I loved it so much. Well, and that's why I said like there's a lot of like one liners. That's one of my big ones that I love. That he like. So that's a funny Marshall line. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And then they they head over to his apartment, like we, and then we see the scrapbook. We don't really get a good look inside of it, but we see Lily looking through it. Um, Although I'm pretty sure apartment. that book comes back because it looks very familiar to the uh, uh, that host scrapbook. I mean, it's very possible. I wouldn't be surprised if they were reusing stuff like that. You know, it's like why not? Yeah, I mean, uh, I would. Lily. Yeah, Lily is disgusted as she looks through these pictures, uh, and I love it. She says, "She's like, you know, a uh, couple of minor celebrities, one government official, which is obviously Madeline Albright, and a fast food mascot." And I was listening to the commentary about this, and uh, they <laughs> Barney, or I should say Neil, asked. He was like, "Well, who was that supposed to be?" And uh, I think it was Carter. It was either. I think it was Carter who was on that commentary with him said, uh, we originally were thinking, uh, the, the Burger King head, but then they're like, but then we decided it has to be the Wendy's girl. I was going to say, I would have assumed Wendy's considering it's the only, it, it was either in my mind, it was either Wendy's or Grimace because Grimace has never specified whether it's a male or a female or birdie, I guess. That's true. But I, I just the thought of like uh, a woman with the Burger King head on <laughs> and Barney's just doing like, I, I don't know. That just, that tickled me. It made me, made me laugh thinking about it. <laughs> uh, and so after realizing that there's just too many girls to, to figure this out, Barney comes up with a plan and that plan is the bracket. That's right. I mean, it's not a bad plan though. Yeah, so we got 64 girls split up into four regions. They have it labeled as the Upper West Side, Midtown, The Village, and Brooklyn. 
Uh, and I noticed looking through the list that Madeline is on the bracket in the village region, which I thought was kind of funny that they still yeah. used that. Uh, Lily says that, you know, she's going to, re she refuses to, to make a game out of this. And then Barney pulls out some beers and everybody's like, okay, we're in. I mean, just, it makes it a little bit more fun. Yeah. <laughs> and then we flash over to the gang arguing about, you know, who should move on. We get a bunch of fun little uh, back and forths uh, during this one. Um, they start off with the 12 hours to live versus fake proposal girl, which I thought was funny because Barney actually mentions uh, pretending to propose to women that he's to get to get them to sleep with him uh, in, in a previous episode. Well, he also so does it in a future episode once we learn about the playbook. Because we yeah. there's the play in there where it's labeled <laughs> the Ted Mosby. And then they show him dressed kind of like that. And he's got the ring. And he's like, will you marry me? And we're like, oh. <laughs> or no, he does yeah. the I love you. No, no. Yeah, the Ted Mosby is the I love you one. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. In a, in I think it's the um, I think it's the we're not from here episode, the one where they pretend to be from out of town. I'm pretty sure that's the one from Missouri. He, yeah, from Missouri. Uh, and so, like I said, they did a few of these back and forth things, but I thought personally that the best one was fake baby versus lost at sea, simply because of Ted's response to it. I was I there. was there. Trust me. It's fake baby. Love that. I was going to say, there's a couple of them because they're in there. They asked Barney. They're like, okay, you're the tiebreaker on this one. Go. Yeah. Uh, it's twin brother because, you know, I did bang yep. it twice. Yep. Barney and Larney. And that one comes back. It meant that one makes the final four. It does. Mm -hmm. But I'm pretty sure that comes uh, back yeah. one more time outside of this episode, too, because. Um, there's the episode when right, he's yeah. trying to date Nora and he's like, I won't leave this building until you give me the second date. And she's asking about some of the things he's done to get dates with women. And he tells her, I yeah. played my own twin. Yeah. yeah. And then the girl turns around yeah. and she says, I thought that was you. Barnell. It was Barnell. Yeah. Yeah. In that one. But yeah, he's definitely <laughs> Barnell. Is that you? <laughs> oh, man, I love that one. Okay, so they finally get it down to the their final four, and it's Meg, Anna, Kate, and Holly, two of which we have seen previously in the show. Uh, everyone is exhausted and a little bit depressed about after doing all this. Ted just wants to and call his mom. Yeah, and so like they're like, we can't, we can't go any farther. You know, you're left with the final four. Uh, and so Barney tells Lily that they're going to go track them down and uh, she's going to have to ID the girl, you know, because she's the only one that has seen this, this person. So fi uh, Lily finally realizes that uh, it, this is probably one of the funniest moments, I think, in this episode where Lily realizes that the blackboard is from her classroom. Yeah. And Marshall, Marshall pretends to just kind of fall asleep. He totally does, though. Yeah, you're right. He's just, he just sets the like, stuff wait. down. He's just like this. Just kind of passes out. Yeah, I love it. I was like, is that a chalkboard from my room? Yeah. And then, then like a minute or two later, she's like, that is my chalkboard. And Marshall's just like, nope, I'm, I'm asleep now. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was too good. Uh, so then they start with Meg. They go off and they're going to find these girls. They start with Meg and Meg played by April Bowlby. We remember her from uh, Doa Satripla just recently happened. Yep. You know, he, he left her in this apartment you know, <laughs> while she was her. showering. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, and she's from the, the upper West side bracket. So as we, as they approach the apartment, Lily tells him that he needs to apologize to these women for what he did. Or she's not going to tell him whether or not it's it's her. Uh, and we find out something that I thought was awesome about Meg. And that she got arrested for trespassing, bit a cop, oh, yeah. and spent eight days in jail. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about it. 
it only makes sense that something had to have come out of her being in that person's house. Yeah. Um, I think it's funny though that they went to the extent they did to come come up with like mm-hmm. the full story of like she got caught, she was passing when yep. the police got there. She obviously she'd been a cop. That's yep. fucking hilarious. It is, and I'm pretty sure the next time we see her, there they is when they begin referring to her as Crazy Meg. I'm not mistaken. Oh, I'm pretty sure. Cause she's in like two more episodes of this show. Cause I think she, I think she's in like four total episodes. Um, and I think, I mean, it makes sense after, after everything they find out, obviously, you know, uh, <laughs> she a little cray, John, she a little, cray. I mean, what else would you, what else would you call a cray cray except for a crazy, you know, there you go. It's fair. Uh, so Meg comes out, and Barney tries to hide behind Lily, which I thought was funny. But uh, Lily, you know, blows a spot, calls Meg over. And uh, Barney turns to Lily and says, before she kills me, I want you to go into my apartment, grab the metal briefcase under my bed and throw it in the East River. And I thought, I'm like, I want to know what's in this briefcase. <laughs> right. What do you think? You got You got any you got any theories? I mean, I would love to theorize about it, but I mean, we already just spent like 10 minutes talking about how much money Barney probably <laughs> makes. Uh, honestly, uh, it's probably... I would it's like probably to think, either, though, that... It's probably either something work-related or uh, sex-related, uh, but I have no idea. I can see it being work-related. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, <laughs> let us know. You know, hop on to Twitter at last call H I M I M. What are your theories? What is in the briefcase? <laughs> what is in the briefcase? <laughs> yeah. What's uh, in the box? <laughs> what's in the box? Uh, but to their surprise, uh, Meg takes all the blame for everything that happened and she apologizes yeah. to Barney. It's like, come on, girl, what are you doing? Uh, and then Barney, he's like, oh, it's okay, baby. I love you. And she's like, I love you. And they just start making out. <laughs> yeah. Lily uh, rips him apart. Yeah. Okay. So I found out something about that. According to the commentary, when Lily does that, when she breaks them up, Allison Hannigan actually scratched April Bowlby's chin and made her bleed. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and so they had to like, you know, kind of bandage her up and like we use makeup and stuff so that you couldn't really see it. Uh for cuz they had to continue shooting, you know, and doing stuff. So yeah, I thought that was That's uh, crazy. interesting. This is why I love listening to, to the commentaries when they have them. Cuz you find out some interesting stuff. All right, next up is another girl that we have previously seen uh on this show, and that is Anna from the village. Uh, and this is the girl from the Ted Mosby architect episode. Uh, so he, yeah, Barney and Lily, great throwback. Yeah. Barney and Lily find her. Uh, she's working at like a, it's like a coffee shop kind of a place. Um, he approaches her and before he can start talking, she says, I'm not going to take that website down. And this is where we learn that she made a website called Ted Mosby is a jerk.com. That's right. Uh, but instead of denying or admitting, you know, who he really is, you know, kind of clearing up all this, he just continues to pretend to be Ted. And he's like, that's right, everybody. Ted, I am a jerk. Tell your sisters and mothers to stay away. Ted Mosby. <laughs> I love that. Uh, and future well, and Ted, I mean, it's funny because okay. all that does is uh, fuck Ted later on. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> uh, future Ted goes on and says that the site got four hundred thousand hits, yet they flash an image of the site on the screen, and it's like five hundred and ten thousand hits. So it's like, why? Why were like they could literally? They could have just made it say 400 or had Ted say over 400 or over five, like just changed that. But they, they messed it up themselves in the editing process. I, I don't know. I thought that was interesting. Um, but I did a little, I did a little dive 
into all this uh, website stuff. So we're gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna talk a little bit about that. Uh, so the Ted Mosby is a jerk.com website recently, even I'm pretty sure last year I remember going to it was active. Um, but when I went back now, it's no longer active. I don't know why. I don't know. Uh, I think because this was who owned this show. I don't even remember who owned this show now. Um, but whoever did the company, it's, it's, it's gone. There's no more. There's no more site. <coughs> However, uh, I did get screenshots of some of the various things that are on the site. Um, so that we could look at uh, some of that first, we're gonna I, I'm gonna pull up the actual like front page of the site. All right, <laughs> we've got uh, you know Ted Mosby is a jerk, uh, and it's you know we got all kinds of stuff going on uh, on there. It's pretty funny. Um, they now, also inc- random question is did you <coughs> go back to it? Did you uh, fact check the date to make sure that that coincides with the episode? Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't honestly even look at the date. To be honest with you, what does it say on there? I can't tell. October ninth, two thousand six. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I would have to go back because uh, <clears throat> when was that? Hmm. I mean, it, it very well might have been because it, from season I, it two, was right. No, uh, October. Yeah, that might have been like the beginning of season two. That time frame. Um, yeah, that that very well might have been. I'm not 100 percent sure where it was in in context to that though. Uh, but like I said, we have uh, if you if 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 you if you're watching, I should say, because if you're if you're listening, you're not seeing what we're looking at. But if you're watching, you'll see um, the main page from it says Ted Mosby is a jerk at the top. On a sidebar, we got the infamous letters, which uh, I'll put up in a minute. He uh, she posted an image of the letter that he left her. Um, then there's uh, some Ted Mosby the facts. There's portraits of Ted, which is like picture caricatures of him like getting hurt or killed in various ways, which I have one of them. Uh, <laughs> and then great news. Ted is a friggin' porn star. And they put up the posters uh, from those movies, which I'll show as well. Uh, and so it says Ted Mosby, the awful truth. I started uh, Ted Mosby is a jerk.com because Ted Mosby is a jerk. On October 9th, 2006, I met Ted at the bar McLaren's in the Upper West Side. He he seemed like a super great guy and used the fact that he's a big shot architect to hit on me. Beware, after we hooked up, whatever, he totally bailed on me while I was in the shower. Even Which seems to be Barney's thing, ditching it while they're in the shower because he did the same thing to Meg. Yeah. Uh, even worse, he left behind a letter claiming he was a ghost so that he wouldn't have to talk to me again. Don't let this happen to you. Uh, if this website stops just one girl from hooking up with Ted Mosby, it's all worth it. So girls, stay away, and please feel free to post your thoughts uh, uh, on Ted. We must all work together to stop Ted Mosby. Uh, so here's the letter. I, I love you, know, dear resident. And you know, it kind of. Oh went my god! That. That's <laughs> yeah, and it, like she made notes at the bottom, which I thought is is hilarious. You know, she because sur- he because obviously he left it as Barney because that's his name and it was a pre typed up letter. Yeah, and she she circled and she's like, "Who the hell is Barney?" And then check out Ted using a fake name. I told you he was a jerk. So like, even with that, she still thinks his name is Ted. Wow. Yeah. Uh here's well, one of the caricatures. So I fact checked it. Quick. It it is it was the the right date on there. Oh, was it? Awesome. That's really cool. Uh yes, yeah, so we got a uh, huh. this this was the only one that I could find. And that's because it is That's the, clearly fucking Neil though. Yeah. Well yeah, because that's who she was with. Um it's it's the only reason I was even able to find it is because it's the thumbnail for uh, the YouTube video for a 20 minute song saying uh, from 
this Anna character, but it's actually it's sang by Charlene Amoya, who, who does Wendy the Waitress. But she's doing it as Anna. It's a 20-minute song about how much she hates Ted Mosby. And I'm going to post it in the show notes so that you guys can listen to this thing. It's, it's fucking hilariously awesome to listen. Like I said, it's 20 I, minutes long. I totally forgot to listen to that. But it's it's worth it. It's totally worth it. Um, then there were these three posters. We got uh, Welcome to the Sex Truck, uh, Welcome to, to the Sex Plane, <laughs> and Lance Hardwood, a sex architect, of course. And I discovered that uh, there is a Facebook page for Ted Mosby is a jerk.com. And there was actually a post from 2020 is the only other post outside of the stuff from like way back. And it says Ted Mosby is at it again. Folks. He told me, uh, he told some of my friends he was left at the altar. That's what he does. Amy fell for it hard. And now she's mourning the empty promise he made, uh, that he'd hit up that freak show. Anyway, uh, I've warned her like a thousand times. I even linked her my site, but she's so dense sometimes. I swear. Oh, what a jerk Ted is. Now I have to put up with her crying over him too. Oh, and also I love you, Amy. Don't read this, Amy. So I thought that was, that was really funny. I didn't know that there was a, a Facebook page at all. Um, so I thought that was Shit, really that's interesting. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, but there is another website out there called Ted Mosby is not a jerk.com. That one is up and running. And I found out it's because the Ted Mosby is a jerk.com was an official site from the creators. Like they made that site. Ted Mosby is not a jerk. It was a fan site that, and it was up like almost like right after it happened, you know, because they talked about it in the commentary. Um, and so it was, it's still up in, like I said, it was a fan site. It has some conflicting thing like thoughts about who it's supposed to be from. Um, in the website, it specifically says that Victoria is the one who made this website, and because like there's like a our story thing, and it talks about her. But then there's um, if you go to where the uh, like the the site stats would be. It's got the AOBCD8663, which is Marshall's PIN number. So, like, people were like, "Oh, I yeah. wonder if that if that means the the you know the members of the gang made this website." But it literally, it te- it says that Victoria is the one that you know that's who the fan who made the site decided was the character that made this site was Victoria, okay. which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Uh, and it's got testimonials from, you know, a bunch of Ted's past girlfriends, including Trudy. Uh, it's got uh, Trudy's is funny because uh, she calls Ted the second nicest guy she's ever met. The first being a guy in her neighborhood with a New York Jets jersey, which is a reference to the Wonder Years, which I thought was really that funny. That is great. <laughs> yeah. Um Obviously, Victoria is on there because she's the one who, who did it. Mentions the night uh, that they met being the most magical night of her life. Uh, Robin is on there. Um, uh, Abby is on there, which I thought was interesting because. I was going to say, Ab- Abby's can be argued. <laughs> yeah. And I'm wondering if this site was made before things were revealed with Abby. You know what Maybe. I mean? Uh Amy, the one who uh, it was, you know, Mandy Moore, who um, yeah, the butterfly tattoo and everything. There's a testimonial from her, uh, Kathy, and it says who comments a lot because <laughs> she's chatty, Kathy, uh, and and Carol, who uses the name blah blah as Ted uh, as uh, Ted remembers her. This was another thing that people thought. Well, maybe this is the gang um, putting this site together because. Carol wouldn't call herself blah blah obviously that is a true statement but again it's because it's a fan and this was before we knew what her name was yeah you know like because that didn't happen until the end of the series pretty much so as I said I didn't come out until the end of the series so yeah yeah Uh, and then there's another section on the site which claims that Conan O'Brien is the real jerk uh, because he shares a, a similar look to Barney and and they claim that 
Conan O'Brien has done some of these things and not and not quote unquote Ted Mosby. <laughs> well, I mean, you know what the funny thing is, is that <clears throat> where we are in today's society, as uh, being that of 2023, you could create a whole nother site dedicated to the history of how I met your mother called Ted Mosby cancel Ted Mosby and just have it being like everything that Ted has done that is scummy. Yeah. St. Patrick's day, all the women. He's like, uh, the, mm -hmm. the girl that he takes out on the double date. Um, uh, well, there's two, there's the one that oh, he, yeah. the, the, uh, the same shirt girl. And then there's mm -hmm. the one that he double dates that he doesn't remember. Yeah. That was a double date. Yeah. Uh, you can get like, there are so many things that make Ted a scum in this show and you can just yep. document it all. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, may, maybe one day that'll be a thing. <laughs> I mean, that would suck for Ted Mosby, but I mean, it's it, not like call it's it, not true. We call it the real Ted Mosby is a jerk dot com. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, so that was all that stuff. I thought it was gonna be a fun little dive. Uh, and so then we move on to Kate from Midtown. This one, Midtown. Uh, this one was a very simple one. Uh, he slept with her as both Barney and his twin brother Larney. And when she opens the door, she calls him Larney, thinking that's who he is at that point, and tackles him uh, while choking him. <laughs> and Lily takes a picture of it for her scrapbook. I was gonna say, I love that Lily takes a picture of it while he's getting his ass kicked. Yeah, <laughs> I think she took a picture earlier too um, in the episode. Uh, I didn't write it down, but I'm pretty sure she she had started the picture thing earlier in the episode. I'm She's... pretty sure, but she didn't do it when he goes to meet uh, the first one. No, yeah, no. Uh, and then finally, we go <coughs> meet up. We meet up with Holly from Brooklyn, and we get a scene of him stealing her truck and leaving her out in the woods while while they were camping. Uh, this is one of my favorite ones from the entire episode. Yeah, because I love. That like they do the flashback, and like you hear the like the coyote, and then like I'm just like oh, oh my god he left her out there she could have fucking died. Yeah, man, like that was that was pretty shitty, man. And it's funny because like he just recently learned how to drive, so like he he's using his newfound skills for evil. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I love that. I love. <laughs> That they go further deep dive with this one. Like, she calls yeah. in the new boyfriend. He invites them in. Fiance. Fiance. You're correct. Yeah, Fiance. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, well, if it wasn't for you, we'd have never gotten together. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. And Barney's like, oh, well, that's the last 4th of July that I'll ever do that. Yeah. And you find out they started dating in June. Uh huh. <laughs> And it's like, oh, <clears throat> shit, man. Like, he tried ah. to do the right thing and still backfired. Here's my question. They were together when this happened. How did she explain her truck being gone? I did thought it just, about it, that. Is just somebody stole it? Is that all? You know what I mean? Like, I'm really curious. That's what I'm going to assume. I'm going to assume she was like, because she had to explain why she was out camping by herself. Yeah. Or did she say she was with a girlfriend? Yeah, that's a good question. Like, I mean, these yeah. are these are things that you know, like, started to pile up in my head. I'm like, well, who was she supposed to be out there with? Because, mm -hmm. I mean, did she have a cell phone? Because cell phones weren't big in like '08 yet. Yeah, people I mean, had they, them, but not they, everybody. They, had yeah, them. they were there. They weren't huge, and they weren't like super super fancy for the most part either. Your people no. still rocking flip phones and shit at that time. I'm pretty sure you know? I was still rocking a flip phone in 2008. <laughs> I probably was, or actually, I was probably it was either a flip phone, flip phone, or uh, one of the like the sidekick, like the slide up ones. You know what I'm talking about? Ah, uh, yeah. It was it was one of those. It was either a flip phone or one of those. Because uh, I think those were the two that I had before I ended up getting an iPhone. Uh, and so after all of that. He still doesn't know who the mystery woman is. Uh, Robin suggests nope. using a decoy at the bar to lure her out. 
And uh, we learn something about Robin here that she giggles when she lies, which is Almost hilarious. In, it's, it's very comparable to Ted Mosby seeing a naked woman. <laughs> yes, it really is. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because the, the Robin giggling when she lies comes back in, in a few other episodes like later on in the show. Oh, it does. Totally. Which I, totally I love. Back. I love that they bring that, that kind of stuff back. Um. And so then we head over to the bar for the plan. Lily is supposed to hang out by the jukebox and not draw attention to herself. Uh, but then she said, I, I wrote this in my notes. I said, she starts dancing like Elaine from Seinfeld, but on Coke. Now, see, that's funny for people who watch Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like I that scene with... has been out there for a lot of people to see. So I don't know. I went with it. I, I've never seen that, so really, that's that's shocking. Yeah. Like I, I see it all the time, randomly and stuff. Yeah. Oh no! See, I, I went, I went with she looked like a seventies dancer, like one of those like wigged out at a like Andy Warhol party, just being all like. I mean, I guess <laughs> she no, was no, doing. I something. had to compare it to something. She was, she was doing something. I, well, I love Marshall. <laughs> It's supposed to be Mr. Natural over here, and he's like, "We gotta, we gotta use words, words." Yeah, what do I do with my hands? <laughs> Not it's none of them really knew what to do, but my yeah, Marshall was the worst at that table. <laughs> the worst, man. Yeah, uh, and then Robin walks in, and damn, bro, she was the whole fucking package. Yeah, man, I absolutely like she looked damn good when she walked in. Uh, and then some like random dude starts like talk to her and like kind of like trying to hit on her. I love that. <laughs> she's like, I love go that away. She's like, go away. Yeah. But then come back. But come come back later. Come back later. <laughs> uh, like, and then Barney makes that dude ain't move. coming back. Yeah, I mean, I would. <laughs> if she, if I mean, I'd I would like, too. Well, she, she told me to come back later. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Barney uh, makes his move uh, and Robin is barely holding it together, like, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. And she asks him, you know, what do you tell these girls that get them to, to sleep with you? You know, and he whispers something in her ear. And it like really like turns her on, and I was this listening is where to I the curve. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was listening to the commentary, and they were like, you know, what did what did you know? What did you say? And he's like, well, there was a a bunch of stuff. And he said he went around to the rest of the cast and asked them to write down some of the dirtiest stuff they could come up with, <laughs> and and that's and he just like read that that stuff to her like off off like you know index cards into her ear and apparently the one that really got her i don't remember what it said but it was jason siegel who wrote it and it was like really bad <laughs> that's great i was yeah. gonna say i think this is where robin's uh i'm not gonna robin's interest in barney starts oh yeah you know what i i think you're right because it's not too long from this point really no. That stuff starts to happen with them. So, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think the seed was planted. Well, granted, I think the seed was planted a little bit earlier when they almost had sex um, in her apartment. Yeah, yeah. But then then I think she just kind of like she pushed that out of her head. And then this happens. And I think it probably brought up brings all of it back. And, and it really starts to make that that seed grow. You know what I mean? Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, a good I, fertilizer. Yeah, there you go. That's perfect fertilizer. There you go. <laughs> uh, and so he then heads off to the bathroom, and a woman approaches uh, Robin. But Barney has no idea who she is, and, and it really bothers him that he has no idea who this person is. And he makes this really heartfelt apology to her, you know, apologizing for whatever he did to her and for the fact that you know, he can't even remember her. And he's like, you know, I've done a lot of things, but I never thought I'd be the kind of guy who would sleep with somebody and not remember them. And I was oh, like, yeah. I, I thought it was like, it was a, it was a really nice Barney moment. 
you know? Well, the th- you know what gets me, though, is my favorite <laughs> line from the show is right before he does that. It's uh, it's when he stops the table and he's like, I don't even recognize her. And he's like, she's not on the bracket. And Marshall goes, not even on the bracket. What a Cinderella story <laughs> to come out of nowhere. Yeah. I quote that all the time with no fucking context to the situation. But, like, somebody would be like, Oh, I wasn't planning that. I'll be like, wow, not even on your plans. What a Cinderella story. I'll I'll fix it to a situation. Yeah. This is where it comes from, but I do it all the fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh and it's funny because the mis- the mystery girl isn't on the bracket. Her name no. is nowhere on that bracket because you can see every well, name on, it's on because it. Because in the way I look at it, <clears throat> she wasn't that important to Barney. No, because no, really. she didn't. She didn't get hurt the way some of these other girls did. The mm-hmm. way, so spoiler she, alerts: if you followed us along this far into the episode already, and you don't know, turns I'm pretty out sure Abby. We, I'm pretty sure we mentioned it in a previous episode. By the way, I think we did, yeah. but just in case they <laughs> forgot, it's Abby. Yeah. Uh, Abby wanted to fuck Barney. So it's not yeah, like she, she got hurt. She brought it up. Yeah, 100%. She was more hurt by Ted than yeah. she would have been by Barney. So I can yeah. see like Abby having a testimonial on the Barney is a jerk or the Ted Mosby is a jerk website. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we don't obviously know what happened while they were in his, you know, True. in the apartment or you know, so like whatever he did obviously made her feel used and, and 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 all this stuff so to to get her to do all of this but but yeah yeah but she's that not doesn't on. make sense though because she helps him out later on i think it's just that she's she's cuz she still is so into ted that so into ted i i think he's still just using her she's easily manipulated i think is what it is you know what I mean? Like she may be like mad about it now, but later on she's like, "Well, maybe this will help me get closer to Ted." You know, Fair. make Ted jealous. You know what I mean? So, Fair. I, I think that's really what that comes down to. And and yeah, man, she's a Cinderella story because she ain't on the bracket. <laughs> I just like I said, I don't know why that line, but this has always been one of my like top five episodes anyway. And that line cements it that it will forever be there. Because I just love how Marshall's like, wow, not even on the bracket. (laughs) Yeah, Marshall has some of the best lines, I think, throughout this whole show, like the whole series, in my opinion. Like, he has some of the best stuff. And apparently, a lot of stuff that he does, he improvises, too. Oh, that doesn't shock me at all, because Jason's a funny guy anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think one of my favorite Jason Segel Marshall Erickson lines has to be the episode where Lily is tired of giving Ted advice, so she lets Marshall step up, and Marshall Chatter's like his inner black woman, and he's like child, and then he's yeah. like, all I've ever wanted was somebody to say like <laughs> preach, <laughs> like. Oh man, that's why uh, Mar- that's why Marshall is my favorite. Of the gang, Marshall is my favorite. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. Uh, so as we already have revealed, this girl was definitely, obviously not, you know, her. Uh, we found it was just Robin's friend Sally from work who approached her and started talking. Yep. And so Lily takes uh, a picture uh, of Barney for the scrapbook, and uh, we actually get to see her scrapbook. Which is filled with bad pictures of Barney, which I think is interesting because it contradicts. He says he never se- takes, yeah. yeah, it contradicts the season five episode where uh, he, no matter what Robin does, she can't seem to catch him in a bad pose, you know, until the very end. One, obviously, one but. could argue it though he wasn't posing for those photos, but there were things um, in the in the season five episode where. He was doing something that there's no way he could have physically done that. No, pose. no, I know. You I know, know what I mean? So, like, but yeah, it uh, it shows that he can take a bad picture. 
Uh, and we do like, obviously we, we said who the mystery woman is, but we do find out who it is fairly soon. Um, oh, yeah. It comes up, I think it's like five episodes from now. I think it's episode 19 in the every, the everything must go episode. Um, that's when we find out. So it's really not that far away. They don't, they don't spend too much time um, wondering who this girl is. Um, so, no, but they don't I, really I, focus on it much for the next couple of episodes either. They don't. They, I mean, they got other things to deal with, <laughs> you know. Uh, and then the episode ends in one of my favorite closers. And it's uh, Barney writing uh, in his blog, but it's set up in the same way that they did with Doogie Howser MD. Oh, yeah. The same, the same music. He does the little, like, he looks up, does a little smirk, and then goes back to writing. Because he, he did that in the show, every, oh, like, every single time. Oh, yeah. Hilarious. I love with that. With an old, old computer, too. It wasn't like yeah. a modern laptop or anything super old yeah uh and then there and there's a beautiful woman in his bed who uh he apparently told he was an astronaut um and i noticed something if you if you read the screen the blog is dated uh march 21st of 2008 which is a friday i went back and looked on the calendar that date was okay. a friday and it's only 4 days after st patrick's day oh which shit. means it yeah, because it's the seventeenth. Um, but at the beginning of the episode, Barney says uh, when he's talking about all the stuff that's happening, all these these girls that like keep slapping him or whatever. He's like, the same thing happened last week, but it couldn't have happened last week because it all had to have happened after St. Patrick's Day, because Ted. The end of Ted's sessions were after St. Patrick's Day because she yeah, mentions right. St. Patrick's Day. Huh. So, like, yeah, <laughs> I think they 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 messed up with that blog date. I think it should have been like the date of the episode much later in in the series, you know, in, in the month. Um, and then it would have it could have made so even if it was just a week later. It would have fit fine. It wouldn't. Have, I, I wouldn't have thought about it, but I, I pick apart too much now because I'm paying too much attention to everything. That's fair. Um, uh, and also, this blog is nowhere in there. Like it, even even on the commentary, they say, "Yeah, this this blog it was non-existent. He's just it was just part of the episode, and that was it." So well, yeah, it was a which again, yeah, but it's still it would have been awesome if that blog he was writing was one of the blogs that they posted. That is fair. It would have been really, really cool for that. But uh, yeah, so that, folks, is the end of this episode. Uh, season 3, episode 14, The Bracket. John, you got any final thoughts on the episode? <coughs> no, sir. I Like I said, this is one of my top fives because it is just such a fun episode. And it's yeah, fun it is. getting to see the rundown of all the previous women. It's funny mm -hmm. seeing Barney have to go through this like self reflection period. Um, yeah, I, I we get like to I see said, a I couple love... returning characters. Yeah, and like I said, I love Marshall's little uh, Cinderella mm -hmm. storyline. So yeah. I mean, like this is just a great episode. Yeah, I agree. I really enjoy this one. Uh, all right, folks. So we were just talking about Barney writing his blog. So you know what that means, folks. It's time. It must be time for Barney's blog. Barney's blog. Suit up, bitches. All right, folks. Cut <laughs> it out. Yeah. Okay. So this episode, or this uh, edition of the blog, I should say, this entry, was just simply titled Scrapbooking. All right. Ooh. And dated on March 31st of 2008. And it says, retaining evidence of anything you've ever said or done is foolish, if not actionable, particularly if you've said and done the type of things I've said and done. But I am human, after all, and have a unique soft spot for the many, many, many acrobatic moments I've shared with willing ladies over the years. So how best to cherish these moments? Most suggest a tawdry list or tally. Hardly the proper forum for exalting the unique feminine beauties who, at some point in the past, so graciously let you nail them. 
That's why I suggest today's nostalgic gentlemen create and maintain a well-crafted scrapbook. Here's how to do it. Note, fight the urge to turn your scrapbook into a coffee table book. Lack of secrecy can and will lead to disastrous consequences, including, but not limited to, the destruction of your treasured scrapbook. How to make a scrapbook. Yeah. Uh, Step one, get laid. All right. Step two. (laughs) Yeah. Step two, take picture. Something tasteful that captures the true essence of the woman. You'll want to experiment to find your own style. But I've found the combination of zoom lens and cleavage to be the most classically rewarding. Step three, gather artifacts. For instance, did you uh, conjugate in a hotel? Well, that room key doesn't just unlock a room. It unlocks the memory of getting laid in that room. Step four, choose a complementary color. Preferably, the background color of each page would reflect some aspect of your query. Uh, Was she goth? Make it black. Was she a bride? Make it white. Was she a nun? How about a mixture of black and white? Hmm. So Step see, five. He's saying that every woman gets their own page. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In this, he, he's absolutely saying that. So that's a lot of pages. Uh, you know, a lot of ladies or a lot of pages. Maybe that's why he's decided he's just doing a list from that when he got that high. I'm just saying. Maybe. Uh, step five. Pick a border. Here's where I really like to get creative. On page 83 of my own scrapbook, I detail a roll in the hay with a strapping young milkmaid. We quite literally rolled in the hay. Hence, I constructed a border out of the strands of hay I later found attached to my underpants. (laughs) Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. At this point, he has at minimum... 83 on his list. 83 fucking pages. At minimum. And I don't even think that's that's where it ends because he's just like on it, on this page, I did this thing. He's got more than 83 at this point. Oh, yeah. Easy. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Step six, journaling. A picture is worth a thousand words, but sometimes those thousand words leave you a, a little to no idea just who the, the girl was. <laughs> Or more importantly, just who you were. More information (laughs) is always helpful. Here's a sample journal from one of my scrapbook pages. And it says, alias Ellsworth D. Bona. Angle, Prince of Norway. I was set to sail to reclaim my rightful Norwegian uh, throne stolen from me by the evil Dr. uh, Reifenstand. It was a dangerous and most likely deadly mission, but such was the risk necessary to ensure my family crest be restored to its rightful noble grandeur. My enemies could have been lurking anywhere, so it was imperative I secure safe lodging for the night. The girl, Jenny Hendricks. Measurements, 36, 24, 35. Special notes, great back rubs. Unfortunately, roommate raised by elderly Norwegian aunt. If seen again... Pretend you have twin brother, amnesia, or you're undercover and can't talk now. So, yeah, that was a, uh, a sample from that. <laughs> That's great. Uh, step seven, enjoy your scrapbook. Not only have you commemorated your conquests in a classier way than the traditional notch on your bedpost, but you've also embarked on a lifelong hobby that will bestow great personal joy for years to come. Which brings us to the final and most important step of scrapbooking. Step eight, get laid again. There it is, folks. <laughs> it that, the cycle. Yeah, and that is Barney's blog for this uh, this week. So, yeah, I thought that was an entertaining one. <laughs> that's, a, that's a decently entertaining one. I will give you that. Yeah, I would kind of love to see some of the the journaling notes for some of these other entries because, like that, the one that they showed was really funny. So I would love to see some of the other ones that they would have came up with for it. <laughs> Man, yeah, uh, but yeah, that uh, that wraps up season three, episode fourteen, the bracket. Uh, John, if you, unless you got something else you want to say to the uh, awesome folks out there, why don't you let them know where they can find you? 
Ladies and gentlemen, I am an easy person to find. I have this little account on Twitter. You might have heard of it. If you you know you haven't, because this is your first time listening to us, then welcome to the podcast or the video, whichever way you're, you know. But yeah, we are right here. It's simply saying J1. Uh, I have a blog as well. I have a podcast. If you'd like to go check them out, I, I would go. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, Simply St. J1. Check that out. Get all those podcasts and blogging needs, man. Find out everything you need to know about this guy. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I mean, there's still some stuff that I haven't fully diverged yet. That's true. That's true. Well, I said everything you need to know. They don't need to know everything. That is true. <laughs> I mean, maybe they want to know. That's different. That's different. You hit him up on Twitter. Maybe he'll tell you a story or two. I don't know. I will always tell <laughs> All right. stories. There you go, folks. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at MovieBlogMerk. That's the Twitter page for my site, Merkman Movie Blog. If you are watching this on YouTube, you are watching it on the Merkman Movie Blog YouTube channel. Be sure to hit that like button, smash that subscribe button, click that little bell, wherever the fuck it is on the screen. Uh, if you are listening to this on audio, you can uh, head on over to anchor.fm slash last call H-I-M-Y-M. Leave us a voice message. Haven't gotten one in a while, folks. We want to hear your voices. So head on we over do. there. You can leave us a message or multiple messages, whatever, and we'll uh, you know play them on air and talk about whatever you got to say. Absolutely. Uh, if you're on uh, Apple, you can leave us a, a five-star review if you like what you're listening to, and we will read that out on air as well. We're also available on you know Spotify, Stitcher, all those other major platforms as Only well. Only fans. Not yet, but you never know. Never <laughs> know. <laughs> uh, and you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at last call H-I-M-Y-M. And again, let us know if you guys would like us to restart up the Patreon. We would be more than happy to get that rolling again, get some cool, cool extra content for you guys but we got to know we got to know if you're interested let us know uh at last call h-i-m-y that's right uh but i think that's all i got for him man uh what do you got for him listen i say this every time so say it with me you don't have to go home but you cannot listen listen here yeah that's right catch guys next time